What is up? It's the job listeners, Mark Bird, the podcasting coach, here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And while podcasting is such a great way to grow a business and ditch your job, another great way to do the same thing is through blogging. And we have a guest who is able to blog his way out of his job. He now works at home. Uh, so he was looking to improve his financial situation in his 20s. This led him to the side hustle known as blogging, where he designed websites and blogs about design, but this side hustle ended up really taking off. He was able to ditch his job in just one and a half years after working on this side hustle that has now turned him into a self-employed internet marketer and blogger who, because he's able to work from home, is also able to spend more time with his wife and two kids. So our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Mark Andre. Mark Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mark, I'm so happy to have you on Ditch the Job. And a lot of people think blogging is dead, but time and time again, you see people who are making it work and blogging is very much alive. It's just a matter of how much time you put into it. So I'm wondering if you could share with us how you started it off as a side hustle and then were able to expand to the point where you finally felt confident enough with ditching your job. Sure. Uh, I think you put in a, a really good point there. It is, it's really a matter of how much time and effort you put in. I think part of the problem is it takes a while until it really builds on itself and really becomes anything significant. And it can get really frustrating before you get to that point. And that's why I think a lot of people wind up giving up before seeing success. So um, I actually got started a little more than 12 years ago, I guess it was 2007 that I first started. And at the time I had a full-time job and I was just working on my blog in the evenings, weekends, whenever, um, whenever I could around my full-time job. I didn't have any kids at that point. So life was a little bit calmer. Um, but I kind of just started initially looking to make a little bit of extra money. But once I had a little bit of success, it kind of, I saw that there was potential to do it full-time and it kind of got me hooked. And then that's when I really started getting serious about consistently putting in time, um, so I, I worked pretty consistently for a year and a half on the blog. I would work, my typical pattern was I would work Monday through Thursday evenings. I would take Friday evening off and have time with my wife. And then I'd work again Saturday as much as I could. And then Sunday afternoon, evening. Um, so I probably put in about 30 hours a week working on my blog on top of a full-time job. Um, but it did only take a year and a is a lot of, a lot of commitment in order, you know, to get to that point. But in terms of being able to go from nothing to a full-time income, it's, you know, I was fairly quick. Um, and then at that point I was able to leave my job and kind of focus completely on my blog. And again, like a year and a half, it is based on how much time you put in and Mark is putting in 30 hours a week, even with the job. Now it is like 30 hours a week on its own stands pretty good, but you're talking about, you know, with the actual job, finding 30 hours a week. And I feel like there are people who will say they have a full-time job, but they just can't find the time. Mark is one of those people who says, you know, I have found the time. I am the example for you. You can make it happen too. Now, when you did decide to ditch your job, what were some of the things you did to increase your income even more as a blogger? Because when you ditch your job, you do have money to replace upon making that decision. Yeah. Um, well, one of the key things that we did, um, my wife and I wouldn't, like I said, fairly early on in the process, I got serious about it. And I thought, I saw that there was potential to do, to go full time 
but I knew that making that jump from part-time to full-time was going to be tough. So what my wife and I decided very early on was that we weren't going to spend any of the money that I made while I was a side hustle. So we just saved that and kind of used that as an emergency fund, as a buffer for when I did quit, you know, if something didn't go as planned and we had some savings, but really what was more than important was our lifestyle didn't change. So for that year and a half, well, the first six months to a year, I really wasn't making much of anything. Um, and then the second, you know, second half of that time, sp- time span, I did make a little bit more, but we didn't, we didn't change our lifestyle. We didn't spend that money. So we weren't accustomed to a higher income so that when I quit my job, it wasn't like I had to, you know, replace that income. I just had to, you know, I had to get back up to that point of what I was making with my full-time job. So I was able to do that immediately. Um, and I think that was a big, a big difference because if we would have spent everything that I was making through my side hustle and we got used to that level of income, then when I quit my job, you know, I would have had to really, really make a big jump in order to to not have a change in our lifestyle so I think part of it is a big part of it is just planning ahead and knowing if you know that you do want to make that jump to full-time then it's a good idea to you know to plan ahead and spend as little as you can on you know just your normal living expenses in order to make it possible when the time comes so that was one big thing that's probably the biggest thing but then also um, in addition to running my own blog at the time that I quit my job and went full time, a decent bit of my income, probably about 50% of my income at that point was coming from freelancing. So I was doing a lot of freelance writing for other blogs while I was waiting for my own blog to take off. So I was making some money from my blog, but not enough, you know, for a full-time income, but I was writing for several other blogs um, and supplementing that income. And then I also did a little bit of web design work for clients. I didn't do as much of that because I didn't feel like it was the best use of my time and it also wasn't, um, it wasn't really enjoyable. Some of the clients I had early on weren't very enjoyable. So, uh, I mostly focused on my own blog and then the freelance writing was a big thing. And then as the income from my own blog grew, I was able to scale back on the freelance writing. You know, I would drop a client here and there or scale back a little bit, you know, instead of writing two articles a month for a client, I might drop down to one. And then eventually, you know, a year or so later, I was to the point where I could completely support myself from the blog income and not do any freelancing. Now, one big point Mark brings up is that he didn't, one of the big traps people fall into is that when they make more money, they spend more money. And you have this correlation between if you make money, then you spend like 98% of it or you spend the majority of it. Like a bonus is just seeing this extra spending money for like uh, a nice TV or something like that. But if you actually save that money and you have that discipline, you are able to ditch your job earlier. You are able to invest and retire earlier. And there's just a lot of different things you can do if you just save your money, invest it, and don't just spend it just because you have more money sitting around. Now, it's interesting how Mark... Uh, did the blogging, then he did the freelancing, and then he was able to just fully commit to his blogging. So I'm wondering, what were some of the key things that got you to that point? Because I know affiliate marketing, uh, some people run ads on their blogs, use them to promote offers. What were some of the key things you did to make blogging your big full-time income? Really, at, at that time, ad revenue was a huge percentage of my blog income. I had a 
pretty high traffic blog, um, peaked at about a million visitors a month. Wow. So just from ad revenue, I was able to make, for a while it was over $10,000 a month from, from ads. So for a while that was the majority of it. I did have a little bit of income from affiliate marketing, but then after a couple of years, I, um, a couple of years from when I started, not a couple of years after I went full time, but like, I think it was about a year after I went full time. Then I started to branch out a little bit and, um, look into some other monetization streams and, I, I started selling digital products. That was a big one. It was some of it was stuff I created myself. Some of it was stuff I outsourced. So at the time my blog, uh, I think you mentioned in the intro is a web design blog. So I was selling products to other web designers and I've since sold this blog. I sold it several years ago, but, um, the, the products that we sold were targeted to graphic designers and web designers. So it was stuff that they would use in Photoshop to create a website or, you know, some other type of graphic design. Um, so eventually that accounted for about half of the income. And then later on, I put more focus into affiliate marketing. And by the time I sold the site in 2013, the income was fairly well split in three ways. Um, there was about a third of the income was from ads. About a third of it was from product sales and about a third of it was from affiliate marketing. And uh, I mean, getting 1 million monthly visitors, that's something bloggers, YouTubers, podcasters, everyone's really dreaming about being able to hit that kind of a number for you. Was it a lot of SEO? Was it like running ads? Like what was your path to 1 million monthly visitors? SEO was definitely, or search engine traffic was the majority of it. Um, I did get a good bit of traffic from social media, especially early on, but the social media scene back then was completely different than what it is now. Like I didn't use Facebook or Twitter. Um, Pinterest didn't exist, I don't think. It was sites like um, dig.com. Reddit was around. Um, Stumble delicious. Upon? Stumble Upon was a big one for me. Um, yeah, so it was it was totally different social networks than most bloggers use now for traffic. But that was that was really big for me early on and especially before the search traffic really kicked in. But um yeah, search traffic was the the majority of it, especially when I was at its peak. And then I did actually lose some traffic um in one of the many Google algorithm updates. So I didn't stay at that million visitors a month for real long. It, I think when I sold it, it was, I was getting around like 800,000 a month. So, well, you know, it was still fairly significant, but it did drop down. Um, but the good thing was even with, with traffic dropping, my income never dropped because that was around the time when I was adding other income streams. Like if I had only ever relied on ads, then my income really would have taken a hit when my, um, when my traffic dropped a little bit. But because I was also starting to focus on other things like selling products and affiliate revenue and stuff that I really, I didn't have a drop. Actually, my income increased um, when my traffic dropped. So, I mean, it is good. You focused on more streams of income when you did. And it's very interesting when people dish their jobs and they are successful with the different things they're doing. Like in Mark's example, it's being able to have 1 million monthly visitors making 10,000 a month from Google AdSense you get very comfortable at that level and then just not really do anything new, not really be able to sustain it. So can you talk about some of the inspiration behind you pursuing multiple streams of income and 
instead of just being like, I'm happy and chilling 10 grand a month from Google AdSense, what really resulted in you just pursuing these different things and not settling? Um, I think with, with the product sales, so like I said, originally it, my, my income stream was mostly ads. The next thing that I focused on then was, was digital products. And I think at, at that point I had, I had a really good traffic. I think by the time, if I can remember right, I think when I launched, when I first started selling digital products, my traffic was probably, probably somewhere around 750,000 visitors a month. Um, so I had high traffic and I knew that I was leaving money on the table by not doing anything other than, than ads. There were some other blogs that were doing, that were selling digital products. And I thought, you know what, like this can't be that hard. Um, of course it wound up being harder than I thought, but, <laughs> uh, but it worked out pretty well. Um, but I knew that, you know, with the level of traffic that I had, I didn't have to do a great job of selling products to, to make good money with it. Um, so originally it was just, you know, trying to make better use of the existing traffic that I had and, and put it, you know, turn it into more revenue. And then another probably year, two years down the road, when I decided to really focus on ramping up the affiliate revenue at that point, honestly, my main motivation was I knew I wanted to sell the site in like a year or less than a year. Um, and I knew that if I wanted to increase the value of the site, I needed to increase the revenue. So at that point it was like, what else can I do with the same level of traffic, you know, without in one year, I can't really do that much to increase traffic at that point. I was already, you know, kind of maxed. Um, so my thought was, what can I do at my existing traffic level to increase revenue, to increase the value of the site? So that when I sell it, I get more. And I decided to, you know, put more into affiliate revenue. I had never really focused much on affiliate revenue at all. Um, and that actually exceeded my expectations. I went from making a few hundred dollars a month. And maybe I had at when I first started, maybe I had, um, you know, a few hosted web hosting signups a month and I made a couple hundred dollars or something. That was the extent of the affiliate marketing I was doing. But, um, after focusing on it for six months, you know, my income went up every single month. By the end of six months, the revenue from affiliate programs was like $10,000, um, in per month by the six month stage. So it ramped up really quickly and it really helped me you know, when I went to sell the site, you could look at the last year and you could see that the, the income had, you know, had grown by like 50% or I guess it wasn't quite 50%, but, uh, like 40%. Um, so it had really good trend when I went to sell it. It was really, you know, a lot of times when people are selling websites, they're going down. Um, and that's obviously a red flag for a buyer and, you know, are they going to be able to turn it around or, you know, what's going on? that this person wants to sell their website that's used to be, you know, used to be making so much money and now it's, it's making a percentage of what it used to make. So it really helped me to be able to sell it, you know, on an upswing. Um, so that was, that was my motivation at, at that point was trying to maximize the value that I got when I exited. And it's interesting, like you want to have a more, the more reasons you have to do certain actions, the more likely you are to do those actions. And Mark wanted to see if he could style his site at a higher valuation when he did decide to sell, which is a path for people like 
I wouldn't sell markcabrera.com because that's like my home on the web. But if you have like a whole bunch of different blogs, then it is certainly a possibility, especially if the valuation and the sell price are reasonable. So being able to increase the blog revenue increases its worth. So that's just one of the many reasons why you would want to generate more income through these different income streams. Yeah, definitely. It, uh, I agree. Like, like you said, it's, it's not something selling a business or a website is not for everybody. And, you know, if you have a personally branded business or it's something that you see yourself doing long-term, um, you know, it's not, it's not something you need to do, but in my case, I had worked on it for six years at that point and I felt like I had kind of maximized what I was able to do with it. And to me, you know, it was just a better move to kind of cash out on and do something else. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to think of your motivations when it comes to blogging and do you want to keep this thing? Do you want to sell this thing where you're like the love for it? Is it still there? So there's just so many different factors that go into it. But one thing that is true is, um, if you liked this episode, you should definitely keep following Mark's work because this is just a little bit of a teaser of the kind of value Mark can offer. Uh, that's just what I've seen in all of the interviews. That's what I've seen in Mark today. So we'll definitely have links in the show notes if you want to keep following him. But where are some good places for us to go so we can keep following your work and what you're doing? Um, the best place is my personal finance blog, vitaldollar.com. It's my uh, main focus at this point. On that blog, I write about topics related to saving money, managing money, making money. I have a little bit about side hustles. Well, I have a lot about side hustles, a little bit about blogging and online side hustles. Um, and I actually have a blogging course that I'm working on right now, putting finishing touches on that hopefully um, early in 2020 will be live. So we'll definitely have those links in the show notes. Once again, Mark, thank you so much for joining us on Ditch the Job. It was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. That was great.